0: 재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵 What time is it? Time now for Legal Matters. Now, many people think international law is abstract and it doesn't affect our daily life. Well, today, our first topic is about international law for this Legal Matters segment in everyday life. We're going to explore extradition laws how extradition works Uh, if you recall back in september arthur patterson the key suspect of the 1997 itaewon murder case was extradited to korea from the united states to face a new trial so to help us understand extradition laws we have and very pleased joining us from seoul national university law professor ij min hello Hi, Henry. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor Lee. First, for the benefit of our listeners, can you explain what extradition is? Uh, sure.
1: Uh, extradition is, is a legal process where uh, a foreign national is extradited, which means turned over to his home country at the request of uh, for, from the home country. So, usually, this process is done through uh, a treaty called extradition treaty so there's got to be a treaty between country a and country b so that a person can be extradited from country b to country a or vice versa
0: that's uh, fairly understandable now you mentioned the process can we go into a little more detail of how exactly an extradition process would work uh
1: sure henry so uh let's just say there's a crime uh then uh then uh the criminal uh might flee uh the uh the home home jurisdiction uh, and hiding uh in uh, another jurisdiction then uh the uh then a extradition request is is prepared by uh by a state from which uh the criminal uh has fled from the jurisdiction uh, and then the request is sent over to the uh to another jurisdiction uh, and uh that uh, that receiving jurisdiction will uh will have the legal obligation to find the criminal uh, locate the criminal and arrest the criminal and then turn him or her over to the requesting state it usually takes a long time right uh, because it also involves some internal or domestic procedure of the receiving state, as well as we see uh, in the case of a uh, recent case in France uh, involving a Korean national in mm-hmm. France.
0: Now, it- It is a reality that uh, no country has an extradition treaty with every single country in the world. Uh, Mm -hmm. South Korea has an extradition treaty with the United States, the Patterson case, and then you mentioned the the French case with the Korean National. Uh, A few Mm -hmm. months ago with uh, Patterson, he was extradited to South Korea for a case Back in 1997, that infamous right. uh, Itou Ito murder case. Uh, basically, who can be extradited for what crimes?
1: Uh, okay, actually, uh, with respect to the nature of a crime or categories of crime, uh, it can uh, the, the, the the scope of the extradition treaty is very wide. Usually the scope covers uh the scope of the extradition treaty covers any crime which is punishable by one year or more of imprisonment so it basically covers a wide spectrum of crimes uh and one particular uh, specification or one particular requirement is that that crime should be punishable in both countries in other words mm. that particular crime should be a crime uh both in Korea and also in the United States in the case of uh again the the, uh, the Itowan murder case. It should be a crime in both countries.
0: Right, that's a very interesting point. So let's say, for example, um, a country like Singapore will sentence to death someone who uses drugs, but we have another country like Netherlands who may not jail somebody for using marijuana. In that case, an extradition uh, would not be a smooth process, right? Because each country would have different, uh, I guess, legal statutes in place for how to punish that kind of a so-called crime.
1: Exactly, that's a very good, very, very interesting point, right? So, uh, in the case of, you know, uh, that particular, uh, particular situation, as you said, there may be, there might be some, some difficult process in negotiating or clarifying, you know, the, the, the possibility of extradition treaty. So usually, the white collar crimes are quite, quite complex. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, with respect to white collar crimes, usually, uh, it, They can be a crime in a particular country, but uh, it it cannot necessarily be a crime in another country. So those crimes usually involve a very lengthy uh, and detailed negotiation process between two involved states.
0: Now, in the hypothetical chance where a criminal or a wanted suspect uh, flees to a country that that country does not have an extradition treaty, which I, I guess a famous example oh. would be Edward Snowden, who's in Russia right now. Right, right, Is there any right, other right. legal resource uh to try to extradite him?
1: Uh, uh Right, Henry. Uh, so if there's no extradition treaty, then there's no legal obligation to locate the person or, or turn the person over to the requesting state. There's no legal obligation. Uh However, from time yeah. to time, yeah. From time to time, uh, a requested state voluntarily, uh, or on its own accord, uh, try to find the person uh, in exchange for something else. So that is an ad hoc process or case-by-case situation. So that's why uh, states Mm -hmm. usually try to conclude extradition treaties because that is the only way that they have some legal obligation uh, for themselves and also they can expect uh, some legal obligation from the other side. But absent of such obligation or absent of such a treaty, then it's a simply adult process, case-by-case decision-making process. So sometimes you can have your criminal back, but sometimes you don't. So uh, it's very, uh, very unpredictable without a treaty.
0: Yeah, very good point. Now, uh, speaking of case-by-case case basis, uh, back in 2004, we had a, a Korean... Housewife, uh, I guess she was uh, Chang Mi Jung. She was arrested right. and imprisoned in France, uh, accused of drug trafficking. Um, uh-huh. the, the case actually, when the facts came out, it was she was simply asked by a husband's friend to so-called take a, a bag of diamonds to France. It turned out to be 17 kilograms of cocaine. Uh, uh, she might have been an un- unwilling or unwitting partner in this. Uh, it is, as we say, a rare case. But what do you do if you are arrested and perhaps, um, legally speaking, you are not guilty of that crime?
1: Uh, right, Henry. So, uh, under international law, uh, there's a particular convention called the Vienna Convention on Consular Relations. So, under that convention, uh, any, any national, a, a, any national, a person who is arrested in foreign countries uh, have the legal legal right to talk to their consul uh, and to have the right uh, to communication with their consul, consul, sent from his home country. The, the legal obligation for uh, for the arresting state uh, where uh, the the uh, a foreign national is arrested uh, is that that arresting state should provide uh, the communication right or, or meeting right. To the uh, to the to the person who has been arrested, uh, where uh, that person can talk to or meet with the consul uh, from uh, the uh, from the home state.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a very important point to uh, recognize. A lot of people, as uh, we know, you think of extradition, you think of Patterson, the Italian motor case, or Edward Snowden, exactly. but. If you are a tourist or a traveler, uh, sometimes yeah. these kind of issues may directly affect you, right? It's not maybe a exactly, high-profile exactly. newspaper headline crime, but uh, you will have to be exactly. aware of some of these laws, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. So, uh, for instance, any Korean national who happens to be involved in, in a crime, uh, either as a victim or or, or or as a third party, they should they should talk to the Korean consul, uh, in Korean consulate general, or Korean embassy, uh, so that they can have the... The, the protection uh, or advice uh, or, or, or guidance from from uh, from from the Korean consul stationed uh, in in that particular jurisdiction and Henry, if you remember the first message through your smartphones or cell phones when you arrived at the foreign airport is a message from the Korean consular uh, you know call center right so that is the 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 message that uh, you need to talk to Korean Mm consul if there's something something happens something happens uh, for you uh, while you're traveling abroad.
0: Some great advice, Professor Lee. Thank you as always for joining us. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, Henry, thank thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: That was Seoul National University Law Professor E J Min. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in part four with News Digest.